Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. It is a blessing to have an extra deacon here today, Father John, from Colorado, serving his son Michael. Um, I asked him if he wanted to do the homily, and he declined. <laughs> so you, I didn't have that option. <clears throat> so normally today would be counted as the I've lost track the sixth or seventh Sunday after Pentecost. And we count and we reckon on Sundays. But this Sunday I went to go prepare to look for whatever the number of that Sunday was, and I wasn't there. Because today is preceded by a Sunday commemorating the Holy Fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council. Now, as you know, this is a huge council. Um, and it's not my forte to speak on such historical and lofty things. But this is the council which establishes, rather articulates, the truth about Christ, that he has, in fact, two natures, that he is at once fully man with a fully human nature just like ours, and he is at once fully God with a God nature, utterly different. Now, because of this, and we, we take this sort of for granted, we make our crosses, and when we teach our children of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you remember the, the two little fingers pointing down? Because he is fully God and fully man. So we, we take this for granted, but what does this mean that for us that he is fully God and fully man? Well, in a real practical sense, it means as perfect man, he is able to show us and teach us how we ought to be. And that being fully God and perfect God, he is able to indwell us and he is able to empower us to become what he has shown us that we should be. And so he teaches us and he shows us by his example. And then he empowers us by his Holy Spirit and by his grace to live up to what he has called us to. And so today in the gospel, well, there's much in the gospel, and as sometimes is the case, I can never really get past the first line or so. Today he tells us, you are the light of the world. And we've heard this before. You are the light of the world. Now this happens very early in Christ's ministry. It says that the Lord went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And this is the famous Sermon on the Mount, which is very long, several chapters in both Matthew and Luke. And it's a, a I won't say comprehensive teaching, but a very large teaching on some of the principles that Christ wanted to bring into the world about what it means to follow him. Now, this is fairly early in his ministry. What? must the apostles have thought when they heard, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, 
the disciples have been following him for a relatively short time. It must have been somewhat perplexing for them to hear, you are the light of the world. Now we, who have been now following Christ perhaps longer than the apostles had at that time, we hear the same thing. You are the light of the world. We all are the light of the world. And we are asked by God to shine our light so that he is glorified in the world. You are the light of the world. Really? We are the light of the world? We are the ones who are called to shine the light of Christ into the world? Yes. But what is this light? Well, Jesus says in the Gospel of John, he says, not you are the light of the world, but he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, earlier in John, it says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Apostle John says in his first epistle, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of his son Jesus purifies us from all sin. Forgive me, this may be obvious, but the light in us is Christ himself. I'm not sure the apostles could have understood this. You are the light of the world because Christ is in you. Remember, Christ being God is able to indwell us and empower us. And this is the very purpose of our lives is to dwell in Christ. It is for us to abide in to be in Christ. I've noticed that a lot of Orthodox Christians will sign their emails in Christ. And I always think to myself when I'm about to sign my emails in Christ, I say, can I, can I say that? Am I at this moment in Christ? Is Christ the true light? desires to be in us. This is the very purpose for which we were created. And if we follow him, and if we have his life in us, if we walk in his light, as these scriptures said, if we have fellowship with him, then we too have become lights in the world. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus calls us the light of the world. And we are when we abide in Christ, when we live in Christ, and when Christ lives in us. Now when I read this and think of this, it's a little overwhelming to think that I somehow am the light of the world. And worthy as we are, we all should say that our light is, is deep. But we need to remember that the light in us 
is Christ. The gospel says, let your light so shine before men. This implies that we need to do something. We need to let the light shine. And how do we let the light shine? We be little Christs. We go out into the world remembering that we are the light of the world. We are God's chosen instruments to work in the world. If people are going to become Christians, they are first, of course, drawn by the Holy Spirit, but they are going to become Christians because of us, because of people like us, people who are willing to shine the light of Christ in the world. There are those few who will have the uh, road to Damascus experience and the bright light will shine, but most people who are to come to Christ will come to Christ because you are the light of the world and you are willing to shine your light. So we're supposed to do something. First and foremost, we must abide. We must abide in Christ. Now what does it look like for us to shine our light? What does the light look like in us? How shall we do this? How do we shine the light that we have been given in this world? Especially a world that seems to be ever more full of darkness. And maybe the darkness is increasing. To shine the light of Christ is not to have to always articulate correct orthodox theology. It is certainly not to highlight your own virtues that you've been given. It is certainly not by espousing correct views on the controversies of the day. I was in Tillamook last week, early in the week, and there were these men in a park, and they had these big signs. And it said, one of them said, Jesus saves sinners from hell. The other sign gave a big list of all the sinners that he was going to save from hell. <laughs> well, the worst ones. I didn't remember all those. But I did notice what was missing from the sign. There was no mention of love. There was no mention of forgiveness. For us to shine the light in the world. Well. I found a beautiful quote by an author named Madeline Langell. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She wrote A Wrinkle in Time and other books. And she was a Christian, and she brought themed Christian themes and, and really beauty um, into her books. And she, she said this, we draw people to Christ not by discrediting what they believe, by telling them how wrong they are and how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to know the source of it. We are to be lights of the world by showing the world Christ, by showing the world Christ in us. What is it? for us to be Christ in the world, to be a light in the world? Well, we know what Christ was like. He was full of humility, and he was full of love. 
those look different. And the world is not always able to understand what that looks like. Love they've experienced is tainted. The love we offer should be different, should be willing to sacrifice. But there is something else that should characterize our lives if we are truly to be Christ, if we are truly to be the light of the world in his name. We've been asking for it all morning. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. For peace in the whole world, let us pray to the Lord. Again and again and again and again, in peace, let us pray to the Lord. Peace is what is to mark the lights that we are in this world. This is what can make our light shine amidst people who are desperately hungry for peace. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. And the counsel of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things that will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. We, as lights in the world, are to be people of peace. St. Seraphim of Seraphs famously says, acquire the spirit of peace and a thousand souls will be saved. Perhaps peace is part of that light so lovely that people would be drawn to us. Because it seems to me that what rules the world and what rules people's lives is not peace at all, but the opposite. Anxiety, fear, worry. And that worry and anxiety have become the normal. And our culture and its technology has responded, not by giving us a way to cure this anxiety and fear and worry, but to distract, 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 distract. We have our phones, what we have in our TVs, we have channels, we have so much to watch, so many shows. How will we know which show to watch. We've got our, our news. We've got our Instagram feed. We have all these people to keep up with. Distract, distract, distract. The world is in desperate need of peace. St. Seraphim of Seraph in a little bit longer quote goes on. There is nothing better than peace in Christ, for it brings victory over all the evil spirits on earth. When peace dwells in a man's heart, it enables him to contemplate the grace of the Holy Spirit from within. He who dwells in peace collects spiritual gifts as it were with a scoop and he sheds the light on others. All our thoughts, all our desires, all our efforts, all our actions should make us say constantly with the church, Oh Lord, give us peace. And when a man lives in peace, God reveals his mysteries to him. God reveals his light to the world through us.
and we live in peace. But peace is not an easy thing. Some of us would say it's fleeting. We are surrounded by this culture of distraction. We're surrounded by this culture of anxiety, of worry, of, well, you know what, you know, you all know what I'm talking about. Cares of life, anxieties, these all threaten our peace. They threaten to dim the light. Now, with great humility, we must all consider the quality of the light. If we are the light of the world, with humility and prayer, we should consider what is the quality of our light? What is the trouble with our own lack of peace? How well do we reflect the light of Christ in this world? Have we allowed darkness in? Have we allowed ourselves to be entertained by darkness? Because it's just a show? Have we tolerated it? Have we engaged with it? How often do we take the worries and the cares of this life and rather than pray over them, we just obsess over them over and over and over again. And we think, we think we're praying, but we're, we're not. We're just worried. We heard in the Gospel of Matthew a few weeks ago, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, you'll be full of light. But if our eyes are unhealthy, you will be full of darkness. Have we allowed our lives to be consumed with darkness, the darkness around us, or at least polluted with the darkness around us? How can we guard ourselves from this? How can we live up to the calling where Christ says, you are the light of the world? St. Paul says in Philippians, this is one of my favorite verses, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness, let your peace be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer with petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, we must guard our hearts and our minds prayer by abiding in Christ. We must guard ourselves from the darkness around us. We must protect the peace that we've been given by Christ. And we must, in humility, shine our light, remembering that the light in us is not ours, it is Christ's. It is Christ's and he has given it to us. Finally, brothers, St. Paul goes on to say, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And this peace that we can be given, that we can guard and we can cherish, will allow us to shine the light of Christ on those around you that God has given you to love. We must remember, however, that peace is not the goal. It's 
to be a light really is not the goal. The goal is Christ. To abide in him, to obey him, to be found in him. Peace and the light in us is a gift. It's a gift we've all been given by degrees. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, don't worry that your light is not bright enough, that your peace is not peaceful enough, because what is in you is greater. Rather, he that is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Whatever light you've been given, whatever peace that you're able to have and guard, shine that light. Because the world is desperate for peace. They are desperate for the light of Christ. And the only way that they're going to encounter it is through us. Because as Jesus told us, and really prophesied over us in the beginning of his ministry, 